Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome to this week's edition of Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Okay, I want to get right to it. Today, I want to, I want to discuss a fundamental principle that I believe lies at the core of, our, of the Republican Party's success. Party unity and the importance of building coalitions. The Republican Party has always been a beacon of conservative values, individual liberty, and limited government. It is these principles that have guided us through triumphs and challenges, and it is through unity and coalition building that we can continue to shape a brighter future for our nation. As Republicans, we are blessed with a rich tapestry of conservative ideology that reflect the diverse fabric of our great nation. We have fiscal conservatives, social conservatives, libertarians, and much, much more, each contributing unique perspectives to our collective vision. It is this vibrant mosaic of ideas that make our party truly, truly ex- exceptional. Coalition building can be a very powerful tool for change. It allows us to tackle complex issues by bringing together many stakeholders, who can contribute their expertise and perspectives, whether it's advocating for lower taxes, defending our constitutional rights, or advancing pro-growth economic policies. Coalitions enable us to form a united front, increasing the likelihood of achieving our shared objectives. However, let me be very, very clear. Building coalitions does not mean compromising our core principles or sacrificing our values. We must remain steadfast in our commitment to limited government, individual liberty, and the preservation of our constitutional rights. Rather, coalition building is an exercise in finding common ground and identifying areas where we can make progress without compromising our principles. In these challenging times that we face today, it is crucial that we rally around a shared purpose, leaving no one behind. We must focus on what unites us rather than what divides us. We are a party, the Republican Party, of many voices, united by a commitment to freedom, opportunity, and prosperity. Let us embrace our differences, 
Let us strengthen our bonds and let us work together to build a better future for all Americans. That's what we must do if we are to save this republic. We have to unify. (laughs) We have to unify. I hope you are joining the show today. I hope you share. We're on Rumble, Facebook, YouTube. I hope you share because we're going to have some conversations today. We're going to be talking with Marcus Watkins. He's a Michigan Republican operative. He wrote an article, Dear White Conservatives. I think I've added the link to that in the, um, the um, a video that I shared on Black and White Radio. We're also going to be talking to Larry Smith. He's the chairman of the LaSalle County Republicans. He's also the 14th State Central Committee person. Uh, he just took a lot of heat because he voted in confidence for the current Illinois Republican chairman, Don Tracy. Larry, I called him to get his side of the story as to what transpired in this committee meeting. I think it's going to be a great show. I think um, Larry is, is open to taking phone calls. So join the phone lines, 312-642-5600. It's going to be a, a, a wang-dang-doodle today. Because I think, I think the thing that we don't do as Republicans, we don't, we don't converse. We don't have these conversations about our differences and where we don't all agree, on, especially when it comes to policy. But if we are going to take back this country, if we're going to take back the state of Illinois, we're going to take back our cities and townships, it's going to come through coalition building. It's going to come through unity. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Troublemaker? I agree with everything you just said, especially coalition building. But how do we get back to that? We can't even build coalitions within our own party. We, we're falling further and further apart. And I'm not even talking about collaborating with the Democrats, since that's the new word to say. Right. We, we can't even get there and come to any common ground if we can't even come to common ground with our own party. So what you just said is a tall hill to climb. But it's a hill that's that's worth climbing. It's a hill... Sometimes you don't have to climb the hill. You just got to go around it. And, and that's how we, and, and the only way we discover how to get over these so-called hills is to have conversations. And I, I know a lot of people, there's, there's a lot of issues going on. Um, you know, my, my, our good friend, Mark Vargas in Illinois Review, a lot of people are giving them a lot of heat too. But you know what? What Mark Vargas and Scott Casper are doing in Illinois Review, they're providing feet to the fire of, the, of, of a lot of our elected officials who have not had people to put, you know, put their feet to the fire. Uh, I applaud what Illinois Review and Mark Vargas are doing um, to, to, to begin discussions. Let's have these discussions. Um, and, and the thing is now, can we meet? Can we meet and start talking about these things? I would hope, and one of the things I'm going to talk to Larry Smith about is invite Mike Var- Mark Vargas and, and Scott Casper out to speak at Yana and the LaSalle County Central Committee meeting. Uh, I, think, I think there will be different perspectives that, that come from that. You know, uh, I want to win. I'm tired of losing. I'm sick and tired of losing. And we, we continue to lose because we're so separate. And, 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 and the conversations, we, it, what we're saying, it flies over the head of each other. What do you say? No, that's true. But the, the problem that I was hearing about Mark Vargas is it was a lot of cheap shots being thrown uh, before people came face to face to even talk about the problem like me. Uh, I, you know, I was upset since November the 8th. Yeah. 
And uh, and I talked to people personally, and I was calling shows, and I was telling people this is the reason why I think we lost. And you know, I didn't throw any cheap shots at anybody. I just gave so how my. How do you define gave, cheap shots? Uh, I mean, I think because I know Mark Vargas. Mark Vargas is not a cheap shot shooter, though. Well, to 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 not confront people and to not call names, but say uh, we lost because of a uh, political operation okay. and things of that nature. That you know, to me, but I is can, that a discussion point? Well, you get what I'm saying? Is that a discussion? Well, talk to the person or people that you are taking aim at. That's what I did. And I'm yeah. not afraid to, to to get feedback from what they have to say off the top of their head. You know, I'm, I'm that type of person. I'm a, I'm a people person. I want to come get in your face and be like, look, this is what I think, whether you believe it or not. And people respect me for that because I, I don't I don't take I don't take cheap shots. So, but I, you know, but I, but I also think Mark Vargas in the Illinois Review, Scott Casper. Uh, I, I think they're tired of losing too, and they're tired of continue. I mean, because Villan, um, yeah, Bruce Ronald run the governor, but when was the last time we really had wins to show? Um, and as, as the Republican Party, when was the last time here in Illinois, not where you live in in in, in free Indiana? <laughs> well, no, well, when when we do win, we take our foot off the uh, the gas pedal because you know what? I don't think a true social because you said it in the beginning social conservative has won. We always get fiscal conservatives that just want to manage the budget, maybe, you know, cut a few taxes so people can put some money back in, in their pocket, and that's about it. We haven't had a social conservative. That's what Darren Bailey would have been, right. and Stephanie Trussell would have been at his right hand. Has the landscape changed? I'm speaking to Illinois. Has the landscape changed here in Illinois? This is just a question. Has the landscape landscape changed to where a a Fiscal, I mean, a social conservative could win. No, it, no. Uh, uh, now, I've seen the truth. A uh, social conservative can't win in in Illinois. Only a fiscal. Conservative. I think they can. I think. I think it's how you articulate the message of social conservative. What did What did Darren Bailey say wrong? Huh? What do you What do you articulate I, I'm not, wrong? I, well, see, you you making it about an individual. I'm oh. not making it about an individual. I'm I'm making it about about how we run. How how everybody. When you look across the the, the spectrum. Because I mean, you look at what happened in, in DuPage County. Greg Hart, uh, very um, um, liberal on on the social issues, uh, yet still lost. Okay, what about before Darren Bailey, Jenny Ives? She yeah. she was perfect. I mean, perfect. Yeah, and she lost. Yeah. So so, and I know people are gonna say, well, it was the money, you know. Well, people say that people say that it was the 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 trans trans ad. I I, I don't believe that. I, I think what the 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 same thing they did. The same thing they did to Darren Bailey, they used on Jeannie Ives. The she's not, um, uh, um, you know, the um, she was friends with Mike Madigan. Yeah, come well, on, not, man. not, not, no. But well, that, 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 that I don't worked. even think it was that. It I worked. think it was the message of hate that they that they put upon her, even but she's though she not was a hateful. Person. I know, but they that's what they yeah. drove home. She's a hateful you, person. You've had an opportunity to sit down and have conversations with her. Yeah. Do you do you no. see any hate in Jeannie? Yeah. Every time I see her, she got a smile on that's her face, right. and she's beautiful, and, and she, she talks common sense. Right. They don't. Uh, it, there's no gonna, more common sense in Illinois. This is going to be a a good show, guys. Cream, Mitchell, hold the line. We'll be right back. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker, 
You know, Milan, I um, I had the opportunity to sit in for Dan Proft in the morning shows on Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always enjoy uh, hanging out with Amy Jacobson. Um, it, it's it's hard not to laugh when we both get into the studio <laughs> because it, it was so. I mean, some of the stuff that we were talking about. She played a video when she showed me a video. You remember when when COVID first started? Oh, and, and she came into the studio. Yeah, wait, wait. She had on gloves. Uh-huh. I remember. And she put on hand sanitizer on the gloves. I remember. She told me that she sat outside the room and did and did her broadcast from outside the room. Mm. Oh God, Milan, oh. I I couldn't stop laughing, man. But you know, I I I, I just I I don't know how to. I'm just Milan. The 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 opportunity. I was talking to my my good friend John Reeves uh, a couple of days ago, and we were going over the numbers. And you know, I've 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 gone over the numbers of how many. I believe he said there are um, two point two point four million registered Democrats, two point seven maybe, um, one point four registered Republicans, and two point something regist- uh, uh, independents that are out there. Um. I do. I saw um, Val, my buddy Val Ojeda. He um, made, wrote an article with, at the Illinois Republican, talking about you know this very what we, we're discussing today about how 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 do we fix the the problem that's the Illinois Republican Party? Um, and I saw um, Joe Patak respond and talk about how the numbers are there. John, my buddy John Reese has always said that it, the Republicans can win in Illinois. And it's not going to come through Republicans. It's going to come through um, creating a coalition of independents. Can I ask you a question? I'm, yeah. I don't mean to stop you. How do they know how many independents are here in Illinois? Because I didn't think you could register as an independent. Right, be- because you see how they vote. They only vote in the general election. Okay. So, And they're registered. And then, and then they only vote in the general election. And how, do they, how do they register? Huh? How do they? I mean, because. You still got to register to vote. What I'm saying is. You, like, you, you just don't pick a party. Okay, but they make okay when they I don't make when I used party. to go vote when I used to go vote mm-hmm. in Illinois, it was Republican Democrat. I remember when that that black lady was pushing my finger over to Democrat, like, "Don't you want change?" <laughs> and and it, so how do you so they have to vote one way, right? No, 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 no. So they don't they don't even vote in primaries. They don't go to a primary and vote. Okay. So when they go to the general election, that's everybody on the ballot. Okay, so they just they choose and, and a lot of it a lot of it's business related a lot of people don't want a lot of, you know so-called news media right <laughs> they don't want to um have a party affiliation okay uh the numbers are there Valon. the numbers are simply there um and i think <sighs> bruce ronald you notice how he ran he said he wasn't going to have a social conservative agenda right a social agenda i should say uh-huh. and yet his whole entire platform became a social agenda he tried house bill 40 allowing abortions you know uh i i believe was it i think i believe he signed the sanctuary state bill i believe i could be wrong but uh no 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 that was him that was him yeah it was him it was him all right let's um because we i'm i'm I'm, i can't wait to the the next segment because we're going to have marcus watkins from michigan uh discussing his ad and and the missed opportunities that republicans because that's what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks Republicans, how we engage in in, in in the minority community. I did see, I did look on the, the Republican Illinois, and and they have they have this minority community. I mean, uh, committee. Not one black person saw the. Committee. 
committee. No. No, not one. <laughs> not huh? One black person is on the committee. Okay. You know, I think of people like Devin Jones, of who could be he, dude, I'm telling you, Devin was was orchestrating a lot of that Vivek Ramaswamy, whatever yeah. it is. Devin had um he was part of that bringing him to the south side of Chicago, southeast side of Chicago on Saturday. Did you know that? No, I didn't. But I think of people like him. I mean, this this I don't, I don't want to call him a kid, Devin. I'm sorry if I do, but I'm I know I'm older than you. But he's, you know, he's old too. You go with that kid stuff again. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm gonna say kid. I'm but say you know kid. what? It was a lot that um, I heard uh, Vivek Swami say on uh, Dan and Amy. And yeah, I'm, it's, a lot of it made sense, man. I, he makes I, a lot I, of sense. I, he's I, bold. He's it's very bold. I really like what he had to say. He's bold. I mean, I'm still Team Trump, but I mean, I'm, I'm gonna vote for whatever nominee comes rolling out yeah, of that of course, primary. Of course, if it's if it's DeSantis, if it's Trump, if it's Tim Scott, uh, Tim Scott, man, I, I was watching him in the town hall. He was. He was pretty impressive. I mean, in he's that good. Hall. He's good, but he doesn't have the support that those guys have. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tim Scott possible VP. I would like to see it. Yeah. That th- that that brings that brings a calming a calming sensation to people. Just like just like uh, what's uh, what's, what's uh, Mike Pence did. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's right. a, a level headed type of right. VP. That that will that will be good for the ticket. I think DeSantis would be a a, a good level headed VP. DeSantis. Yeah. I, uh, I, I prefer him as VP. Right I, I'm well. Uh, he, he's kind of hardcore. I, I no, I think a more well-rounded. I mean, he's uh, well-rounded. Wait, wait, wait. Is Rebeletti? Oh, Rebeletti gonna call it establishment? <laughs> yeah, I did, I did an you establishment VP. Establishment? I did oh, an establishment VP. Yeah. All right, Jim. What's up, brother? Hey, Jim. Jim. Before you say anything, I heard you on Eisencraft on the way in, and how dare you say Jill Biden brings vigor to Joe Biden? Joe Biden can't muster vigor and she sure can't bring vigor to joe biden or any other man so i'm offended that you lied to that audience now what do you have Uh-oh. to say Uh-oh. hey guys how are you what's up brother okay i'm glad your radio is working <laughs> anyway, anyway i can say the rana dance show starts uh wednesday who show? Who show? The Ron and Don, the Ron and Don show. Danny, uh, Danny Trump and Ronnie oh, DeSantis. Oh, oh, oh. I, I need to hear about it, man. <laughs> yeah, that starts on Wednesday. That starts on Wednesday. And the interesting thing about it is Donnie's been throwing a couple of shots at him here and there. Every chance he gets, he says he lost to Jacksonville and he's, he's falling down the job with Disney. But it'll be interesting to see how Ronnie uh, DeSantis comes out against Trump because, uh, Usually Trump attacks you physically. He says, you know, you're a homely-looking bugger or whatever it is. But it should be interesting. That should be a, a, a fur fight. You know, that should be a fur fight. Thing. But anyway, guys, I was thinking about uh, my father was World War II, uh, four years of World War II. And uh, and he'd say, uh, don't worry about it. I said, why, Dad? He goes, nothing's going to be all right anyway. <laughs> you guys have a good You, uh, you, you good too, day. man. Uh, Take it easy. I, 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 I still don't think his guy's going to make it. Let's go to Dominic from Glendale Heights. <laughs> Dominic, welcome back, brother. Hey, how you doing today, doing well. guys? How Here, you doing? Here's a comment I want to make. Last week, the south side of Chicago is complaining about illegal immigration where yeah. they're housing them. The people in New York are complaining about housing them also in the schools. And I sit there and I look at these people. I say, you complain, complain, complain. But when it comes time for elections, you keep voting the same way. Yeah. So... What part are they not understanding? Well, I will I mean, say this. I will say this. I know some of the people that that spoke at the, at at that event. Uh, these are yeah. people who are paying in the uh, uh, the the side of of a lot of these Democrats in Chicago. These are not the people that get along to go go along to get along. 
Uh, I know. Uh, here's the, the problem we have. Yeah. But, we but, need to educate the city Democrat people, and they need to understand they're getting hosed every time they keep voting these people but in. Dominic, you know what the problem is, is you still have these grown you're supposed to grow out of this at 18, 20, 25. You got these grown one issue voter people. They don't understand that when you vote for this one issue that you're passionate about, all of these other issues come along with it. And you're trading right. off. You're trading off so much for your one issue. People don't understand that. Yeah, yeah that's true. You're absolutely you're absolutely right. That's true. Thanks so much for giving us a call, Dominic. Uh, Mitchell, you got a minute. Let's go, brother. I know you can get it out in a minute. Okay, here we go. First of all, Verlon, to your point, you're never going to have people are going to be willing to change. So you've got to ask yourself real quick, how many people are willing to change? And, John, you hit it on the head. It's going to come down to independence, Daddy-O. Why? Because they're the tipping point in the most upside-down, corrupt state of Illinois. So while there's pockets of what I call common sense, you're never going to be go on this political inquisition and get people converted. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Because, first of all, you only had 30% of the people turn out for the last election mm. as the mayors, right? Yep. So you're not getting a big, what I call, population because Fat Albert has all the people in Cook County <laughs> under his belt as he's eating his 17 jelly donuts. Do you hear what I'm saying here, Daniel? It's impossible. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, I hear you. Thanks so much, Mitchell. Um, you know, there's um, John Reeves has his thing, what he calls them. He calls them swing voters. People that vote, that swing back and forth, depending on, you know, the candidates that are running. Democrat, between Democrat and Republican. Those are people we can go after, too, because in the elections, they vote Republican. Why? Why? You heard Progressive Radio today. These people don't sleep. They're always <laughs> out organizing. They're always out touching the voters, figuring out what is on the voters' minds. We don't do that because we don't have the money. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. Verlon, you know, we, you and I, we've been discussing uh, a lot about how to, how, how the Republican Party should, um, you don't think there's any hope for the Republican Party in the black vote because of, of how black people uh, perceive the Republican Party um, and things of that nature. Uh, I, I, as you know, I do. <clears throat> I, um, my buddy Marcus Watkins reached out, Watkins reached out to me uh, and shared an article with me from the American Free News Network that he wrote. I want to read a few ex- excerpts from it and then we're going to bring him on to discuss this article and, and a few other topics as well. Um, from the article, um, Marcus starts off by saying black American voters saved Joe Biden in the 2020. I got to put on my readers, man. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting old, hmm. 47 years old, you know, hmm. black American voters saved Joe Biden in the 2020 democratic primary and played a key role in him becoming the 46th president of the United States. They are the firm coalition of the Democrat party, despite the diversity of backgrounds and opinions. However, some black American voters have shown signs of openness to considering voting Republican. This is especially true when it comes to considering voting for Donald Trump. Now, I, I want to read really quickly because I think this is this is this is huge. You and I have talked about this too, Valon. Uh, uh, an excerpt from the article. He says, um, 
If you're planning on reminding us, black voters, how terrible and racist Joe Biden is, then I expect you to be willing to help me put in the effort to win black voters in deep blue districts this up and coming election cycle. This will require vision. See that word? Yeah. What word did I use last week? <laughs> vision. Our people perish for lack of ugh, lack of knowledge and where there's no vision, the people perish. And messaging on how conservative policies would benefit black America. This means speaking directly with those with us about policies and knocking on doors in black neighborhoods where most have never seen a Republican show up. Now, this is key. This means stop assuming that black conservative influencers and celebrities represent the average black voter. I promise you, these people aren't changing the minds and hearts of any black Democrat or independent voter. If you can help it, stop speaking stereotypically about black black people and our issues. Listen to this in front of predominantly white audiences for applause rather than talking with us about how policies. What do I talk about all the time on the show? About how policies based on conservative principles of governance can help. Listen, listen, listen. Pleased to be joined. First time on this maiden voyage, Marcus Watkins, who is the Michigan GOP 13th Congressional District Outreach Committee Secretary, the National Director for the Michigan Republican Assembly, and a member of the Conscious Conservative Movement. Marcus Watkins, welcome to Black and Right. My brothers, peace, my brothers, John and Troublemaker. How y'all doing? How you doing? <laughs> We're doing well, man. Um, Mark, good to hear I, y'all voices. Yeah, good to be good to be good to be heard as well. Um, yes, you know, I, I read through the article. I mean, there's just so many gems that that are within this article. Uh, I, what I want to know is what motivated you. What what did you, what were you listening to? What would, what did you see that motivated you to write this article, dear white conservatives? And 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 and, and what effect are you trying to bring so that? People who are who who want to bring uh, to win rather uh, can go into these black and brown communities and start winning them over. Yeah, so I've written um, articles like this before. I, I wrote an article uh, that was a little different, but similar topic uh, on wrong speak. I'm just to give you a little bit more background about me. I'm a contributor writer for Wrong Speak which is uh, ran by Adam Coleman. You all might be familiar with his work yes. at the New York Post, Newsweek, and Epic Times, as well as American Free News Network, which is ran by Mike Ford. Uh, he's got a lot of work that he's done with the Red State. And so uh, this one has caught a lot of traction. I've gotten a lot of texts. I've gotten a lot of uh, DMs, public compliments, and uh, I actually got a couple of uh, invites to actually speak at a couple of events I mean, this is a topic that I'm real passionate about. Obviously, I'm on the outreach committee here in Michigan. Um, and I think that uh, I think there is hope for actually uh, bringing black people to and over to the Republican side, especially now when you look at how ineffective the left has been. So I think that right now, I think that this is the time that we need to activate and we need to come together. And I think that it's time that we effectively come and reach out. And, and we saw that this week with Vivek. I mean, that, that was huge uh, where Vivek actually came and props to him coming to Chicago. I want to speak a little bit about that in, in, in a minute. But um, I mean, yeah, just I, I just think that right now, I think that uh, if we're really going to beat the Democrat Party, all it takes is about 25 to 30 yep. percent right off the bat to actually break the, you know, break that coalition of the Democrat Party. And I mean, to be honest with you, I, I think that uh, we, we can start to see some real buzz. Now, I mean, again, one of the things that 
I am focused on and I'm tunnel vision focused on is, is that this needs to be a long-term commitment yes. because I'm not doing this just to bring wins to the Republican Party. I'm doing this to actually help the black community because I think that, honestly, conservative policies uh, will effectuate and protect a lot of the actual uh, black uh, empowerment and yep. And some of in our economy uh, as a whole, I think that it'll help us. Yeah, Marcus, um, hold the line. I'm, I'm, we got to go to break. Uh, we're talking sure. with Marcus Watkins. He's a, a GOP Republican operative in Michigan, doing great work, and I'm glad to have you on the line. You're listening to Black and White Radio. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with The Troublemaker. Before the break, we were talking with Marcus Watkins. Uh, his titles are so long. Man, I, my, my mouth almost got dry talking about just how much good stuff you're doing up there in Michigan. Um, but uh, welcome back, brother. I'm, I'm so happy to have you here. Um, you're doing so much good stuff in Michigan. Let's hope uh, we can turn Michigan around, too, um, in uh, 2024. But, Marcus, you know, one of the things I want to talk about, what issues and policies should they, should Republicans focus on when engaging with black voters? So, uh, I mean, I think one of the things that we should start off on is economics. So, I mean, that's black people's love language, especially black men, is I think that when you look at, the uh, economics, and I think that when you look at conservative policies such as uh, actually laxing laxation of regulation and actually less taxation, I think that that is mainly the first place that we can actually start. Is we can start by talking about actual um, economic policy. I think that another thing that we can also discuss is, is I think that we can discuss um, school choice. I think school choice when you look at uh, a lot of the failing public schools that are existing right now in a lot of the black community, I think that that would be a huge place that we can actually go and we can make huge uh, ground gains in the black community if we start, if we talk about school choice uh, and give people vouchers and give them the opportunity to be able to uh, be able to seek education also as well as homeschooling. Um, I think that these are two places that we can at least start off and we can discuss uh some conservative policies that would attribute to uh, that a lot of black people, because black people are already conservative already. Yeah. I think that uh, I think that that we can make some real ground games there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't know if you were meant to stop talking, but I got to jump in now. First, <laughs> no, go ahead, man. Uh, first off, uh, you live in a state that, that I'm thinking about moving to. But as on my way in, uh, I was listening to this guy, his show on Progressive Radio, Eisencraft. And him and a, a couple of professors and, and uh, people were talking and they they said that Democrats, which they have, have built a strong coalition and they're solidly in charge of Michigan. So that gives me pause. And it's a few other things. John mentioned something about benefits. Republicans talking about benefits. Well, what is a benefit? Because I think black people think welfare is a benefit. And when you talk about I said this on the morning answer. Stop saying that black people are conservative. That's an old notion. Black people aren't conservative anymore because we've we've bought in to the welfare. We've bought into all of these so-called benefits that the Democrats offer. And we are one. Well, not me. Maybe not you and not John. 
But as as the majority of black people have become one issue voters, all of the stuff that we talk about, I'm telling you, man, I talk to hundreds of black people. They don't they don't care about those issues like like this reparation push. It was this uh, guy. I forgot. No, it was on um, Mike Gallagher. He kept playing the guy. He said all of this stuff that you all are talking about. It was some meeting with a lot of black people. He said black people don't care about it. They don't care about immigration. They don't care about all this other stuff that Republicans talk about. We want $1.2 million per black person. So if you got this big reparations push, how are you going to get through to the average black person about what we offer as Republicans? So for one, like I say, one of the things is, is that we should listen to the reparation conversation because if reparations does, and I'm not a reparationist, I'm not a person that's, you know, out here fighting for reparations, but I will say that if the reparations uh, are given to black people, one of the things that we do know is, is that uh, progressivism, and if you look at the big, the big boot of government on our necks, uh, certainly we aren't going to be able to close the wealth gap in any way, shape, or form if we don't have a conservative, or cons- we don't have conservative uh, leadership at the table to have those conversations, you know, as far as to help protect any type of empowerment that black people may actually come come across with reparations. So I disagree with you as far as black people not being concerned with immigration right there in your city. I mean, you see all kinds of protests happening in soft shore and you see a lot of people out there voicing their concerns about what's going on right there. So, I mean, that was one of the main topping uh, talking points uh, when Vivek came and he actually you know, uh, talk to a lot of the black community there. And a lot, that was the main concern with uh, immigration. One of the problems I think that exists, I'm from Chicago. I'm originally from the South side of Chicago. My wait, 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 where about? Conservative. Uh, I'm from Beverly. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Are you? Yeah. Well, I was right across the street. Yeah. I was right across the street. I was, yeah, I'm so, from Laughlin. Okay. Right. So uh, one of the things that we do know is, is that for, I mean, even my parents for, for decades, for you know, all, over a half a century, we've only had the option to vote for a left and further left. So there hasn't really been any real conservatives that has even been there for us to vote for. And that's like that in many of the, you know, dark blue district cities, there isn't a real conservative option. Yeah. So one of the things is, is that as far as black people, if you don't go and do any outreach, if you go, because one of the things is when I talk to black people, they're, I've actually put the Republican platform in front of black people, mm. and I put the Democrat platform in front of black people where we go do our outreach. And I don't let them know which platform belongs to which. Wow. And <laughs> I can tell you that many black people, they align more with the Republican platform than yep. they do the Democrat platform. Yep. platform. So to sit here and say that black people are conservative, I'm going to disagree with you, especially socially. Yeah. And I, so I, I, one I, of the definitely. things is, is that we do, we do often vote against our own interests because we don't have many options locally to vote for. And when you really don't know what the Republican Party stands for, other than what you see on CNN and MSNBC, you know, and they're constantly making the party out to be a rich white man racist party, then unfortunately that's what you're going to, I mean, you're going to vote for the opposition. Is he staying on? Yeah, Marcus, I want to hold you on for one one more segment because I want to know what the conscious conservative movement is. And I want you to prognosticate on 2024 and what happens in Michigan and the presidential election. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. 
the answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. Before the break, we were talking with Marcus Watkins. He's the Michigan GOP 13th Congressional District Outreach Committee Secretary, the National Director for the Michigan Republican Assembly, and a member of the Conscious Conservative Movement. Uh, Marcus, before we get into the Conscious Conservative Movement, talk to us. What's happening in Michigan in 2024? Can the Republicans carry that state? Um, if, if it's Trump, can we carry it? If it's anybody else, will we carry it? Who do you th- or do you think Trump has sullied Michigan so much so that he, he, he could never win Michigan? There's a lot of craziness going on in Michigan, my brother. I will admit it's a fractured GOP party right now. We're trying to bring it back together now that we have a new chairwoman. So, I mean, one of the things is, is that uh, we have to get rid of a lot of the riffraff and craziness in our party. But I think that things are finally starting to come together. And I think that there's a wonderful silver lining that, uh, that we see here in Michigan. So, for one, we have a very diverse leadership coalition in our party so we have a black chairwoman which is christina caramo we have a middle and she's East getting Coast. a lot of grief and i'm i'm, I'm upset with how they yeah. discuss her or how they talk about her i'm sorry go ahead yeah no the the media beats up on i mean what else can you expect from especially from the the, the leftist media but yeah i mean i will say that she's doing a lot and she's doing all she can to bring us all together she's really trying to unify uh the michigan gop but uh we have a very like i said we have a very diverse uh, leadership, uh, uh, I would say, uh, a group in our party. So, like I said, we have a Middle Eastern Administrative Vice Chair, Ali uh, Hussein. We have a Middle Eastern uh, Coalition Vice Chair, uh, Hassan uh, Neme. And uh, we also have Bernadette Smith, who's our, uh, she's a Black uh, Ethics Vice Chair. So, and then you have myself, of course, I'm in the 13th District, which is a very important district because, you know, Detroit is the largest uh, Black minor majority minority city mm-hmm. uh and that that's in our district and we have uh martel bivens who ran for the 13th district he's a brother and uh he actually oversees the actual um outreach committee that i'm a part of so i mean we have a very diverse coalition i think that that's very important in michigan because we have the largest middle eastern population here in the western hemisphere and obviously with detroit and the metro detroit area being you know, such a large uh, population of black people, I think that uh, representation does mean something. I'm not yeah. trying to, one of the things is, is that I'm not all about identity politics, but one of the things is, is that when, you know, you go into these neighborhoods, you know, you really have to, again, know how to relate to people. You have to know how to talk to them. Speak you, know, you have to know what to say to them. You have to be able to speak their language. Correct. And not only that, a lot of us can also share their concern. I mean, culture is a big part of everything. And so you mentioned about Trump. I'm going to like just pivot and transition into that. We got about a minute. One of the things. Okay. One of the things about Trump is I think that Trump is going to be very important. And I think that he's going to be the one, if we do win Michigan, he's going to be the candidate to help us being on top of the ticket. Because one of the things is, is that Trump is a part and was a, a long time, a part of the black culture long before he ran for president, president, irregardless of what the leftist media says. So one of the things is, is that black men, especially if you were to look at hip hop and early on, you know, one of the things is, is that black men look at Trump and they look at him as his marketing, uh, him being such a large marketing figure, being able to have his name on buildings and everything. Yeah. As you look at us and you see us actually start to build black wealth and you look at us actually start to build, you know, actually, uh, uh, entrepreneur spirit, uh, spirit. One of the things is, is that we we look to Trump and actually we see that see him almost as a great role model. 
Yeah. So I think that culture is that we black people, just like all people, vote uh, culturally. They yeah. don't just vote because of you know. So a lot of a lot of people don't pay attention to GOP politics as That's far true. as policy. They don't watch the right news. So one of the things is is that I do think that you hear that music. Uh, we do we, have a good chance. Yeah, Marcus, we, do we have a good chance. I'm gonna have to bring you back to talk about the conscious conservative movement. Um, sure. one, one, one day soon um, thank you brother so much for joining us uh, I appreciate your perspective I appreciate your perspective and in order to win I, I personally think um, we, we gotta win over more black black people period so thanks so much for joining Absolutely. us Marcus hour two thank coming you, up hey. Larry Smith prepare to have your mind opened the lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. Welcome back. Just Hour like two of Black and Red Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with The Troublemaker. If you missed that first hour, head over to 560TheAnswer.com. Download the podcast. If you're listening to the show right now, stop what you're doing. Head over to 560TheAnswer.com. Click on the podcast of Black and Right. Click it. If you got an Apple, you're an amazing person. If you got an Android, I don't know what to tell you. Uh <laughs> but download the podcast. Download the podcast. You can listen to the show wherever you're at. Uh, also, head over to my store. I got guys. I sound like Brandon Tatum right now. Yeah, I feel like I was listening to him coming in both mornings, Thursday and Friday. He talks about his store a lot. I try to only do it once or twice during the show. You notice that. Uh-huh. But head over to Black and Right. I'm not gonna do what I did. www. Amy called me out. <laughs> head over to blackandrightradio.com and purchase some gear. Uh, help support the Black and Right Radio show. I would really, 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 really appreciate it. I want to give Peter Schmidt a shout out. Peter Schmidt has been buying a lot of stuff from the store. Uh, I really appreciate you. I know he's listening. Uh, I really appreciate you um, supporting um, what we're doing here at Black and Right Radio. Thank you. Uh, before we get to Larry Smith, um, let's go to Michael from the South Side. He believes what Villan believes. Yeah, well, I want to introduce this, brother. Now, hold on. Okay. Mike, I want to I want to introduce John, you, Mike. Well, we don't have we, we got to get to our guest. Okay, Mike, coming in hot from the okay. South Side, bring it home. Oh, absolutely, Best side. Uh, hi, uh, John Verlon. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call, uh, John. In the most res- you know, much love, <laughs> and in the most respectful way I could say this, uh, Verlon is right. Uh, thank you. I'm sorry. Nah. I'm sorry. Uh, with the, if you look at the last few elect, the last two elections, the black electorate here in Illinois has shown that it really does not care. I mean, I'm sorry. There's, if there's too much, there's a lot of racial grievance built up within the black community. So we've we have turned into single issue voters, and I, I I've called in the WIND and say the same thing. These people do not understand that when they're voting for their reparations or government benefits, they're also voting for gay marriage, et cetera. So, no, Verline is absolutely right. And I, I, I really respect the, the brother from Michigan who called in, who, that, who I think Marcus, I'm sorry. Marcus Watkins, last name. yeah, Marcus Watkins. Marcus Watkins. But here, here's the problem. Uh, if you couldn't get these people in Michigan 
to vote against Gretchen Whitmer after all the crap that went down with COVID, yep. that you're not going to turn them any either. Yeah. And, yep. and, and the black voters in the Detroit area want, for some reason, they want to be represented by Rashida Tlaib, who's an idiot yep. and who pounds on the racial grievance left and right. Yeah, I but mean, Michael, Michael so I, th- I think what you and Vilan are both missing is that the, the biggest problem in a lot of these states like in Michigan, Illinois, is that there is no operation to go after people. There's, there's simply no operation. You fix that. That's a that's a huge step to going after and bring. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about. I see all the votes that are left behind because the Republican Party has no operation. They wait until voting time or election time to start engaging with people. No, make it a, do what Democrats do. Make it a 365 day thing. But, John, it, John, it goes back to the question I asked earlier. What is a benefit? Black people don't know what a real benefit is. They think a benefit comes from government, not you doing for yourself. Brother, there's some very, very affluent black people out there. There's some very important black people out there who don't just look for benefits. That's just my, that's just um, my, my take. John, 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 what's much, much <laughs> Verlon, Verlon, oh. I'm sorry, Verlon is right. Here, look at Chicago. Look what happened in the last mayoral election. Yeah. Paul Vallis, a Democrat, right. spent buku money in the black community, made inroads in the black community, went to churches, black churches, left and right. He's a Democrat, and they still voted against him. Yeah. What do you think a Republican's going to do? I, I, I cannot ask Ken Griffin or another Republican Dude, billionaire. Okay, to, okay I got to let know. you go, Michael, because we got a guest coming on. But listen, oh. um, Paul Vallis waited too late. That's That's one thing. Chicago is, is, a, is a different matter compared to the entirety of the state. You want to go after Chicago? That's some. That's some, you got. That's a, that's going to take a lot of work, a lot of heavy lifting. Uh, going after the state itself, though, that's a different story. Sorry, Mike, we got to go. Um, let's go. Okay. Now, Vilan, as you know, there was a, a, a Republican uh, State Central Committee uh-huh. meeting. Uh, I believe it was last week. Uh-huh. Last weekend, I believe it was. And um, there was a call to have. Don Tracy be removed as the state party chairman. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I, I, I want to start with the offset saying that Larry Smith is a friend. He's been a friend of mine for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll never forget. He was probably was the first, probably one of the first or second appointments I had when I was separate, um, um, state representative. Uh, he had an issue. I believe it was with the prison with cellophane or something like that. I, I forget what it was. And he and I hit it off right away. And I wanted to bring him on to discuss because uh, as we talked about earlier, the Illinois Review talked about how Larry and uh, a lady, another lady downstate, was were the deciding votes. They were the deciding votes to make Don, Don Tracy, uh, as far as the vote of no confidence. Uh, they were deciding votes to, to to make sure that Don Tracy stayed in as Republican chairman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry states otherwise. Um, he also states stated that there was there was also an uh, argument about how. There was a committee being formed called the endorsement committee mm-hmm. where the, the Republican parties were, the Republican party would endorse candidates in the primary. So I want to be able to, to us to have, we're going to have Larry for this whole hour mm. and I want to be able to, to discuss with Larry uh, what actually happened. But I think before we do that, I think people need to know who Larry Smith is and and why he got involved in Illinois politics. He's also a friend of this show, Larry Smith, chairman of the, the LaSalle County Republicans also, the 14th Congressional um, State Central Committeeman. Larry, welcome back to Black and Right. How you doing, John? I'm, do- I'm doing well, brother. No, how are you? <laughs> how are you That's doing? 
Yeah. That's just good life. Yeah. So, Larry, I got you for this whole hour. So let's start off. Who is Larry Smith? Why did Larry Smith decide to get involved in Illinois politics in the LaSalle County area? And what's, what motivates you to continue? Well, it's been a meandering path because I, I wasn't raised political. I mean, my mom and dad were factory workers. And, and uh, I mean, we voted, but we voted, you know, our family values. We didn't vote party. And uh, and then as I grew up and went along and, and uh, I worked for uh, Illinois Bell and worked for several years out in the suburbs and um, ultimately I spent part of 18 years working in Chicago, which was a revelation for me because Chicago was where you go to visit to be see a science and industry or go to a bear game. And um, it was uh, interesting, but I had heard about um, Obama before uh, he decided to run for office, just things that are going on in the city. Uh Um, and when he started to go for office, it was like it popped me right out of my lazy boy, and because uh, I just didn't, uh, I didn't share his values in the slightest. Uh, though a, a very poised and, and uh, um, very capable person, but uh, in any event, I made a bunch of phone calls. Didn't even know how to find the Republican Party, and somebody hooked up with the the then county chairman who called me and said, well, why don't you be a PC? And I go, I can't even spell PC. I don't even, I mean, I don't even know what that is, you know? <laughs> so, it turns out it's a precinct committee when you have a turf and the place I lived did not have anyone in that precinct. So I said, sure, I think I could do that. I, As it was described, I was doing most of that stuff anyway, just with friends and neighbors. Anyway, so... Uh, I spent a couple of years as a PC and then uh, there was an election and the, uh, the current, that, that then current uh, was voted out of office and the new one asked me if I would be the vice chairman. So I spent six years as the vice chairman for a gentleman named Don Jensen, who is now the county board chairman for LaSalle County. And, um, uh, he timed out. We have a limitation in our bylaws. And uh, so I, I ran, and the rest is history, kind of. <laughs> and in that and in that time, and, and I, I tell you, I was on another, uh, I hate to say this, another radio station, and the guy asked me, well, how's the new job coming? And I said, well, one thing is for sure, I got to go find Jensen, and I need to talk about that uh job description because it seems like there's a whole lot more here than, than I've led to believe. Yeah, Larry, I, I wanted to start there because I wanted people to get a sense of who you were and what, what, what you come from. You were somebody that was un, un, not involved in politics at all. Uh, there was something that sparked that. And when we come back, I want to talk about, you know, what happened at this uh, State Central Committee meeting and why you voted um, to, to retain Don Tracy. You listen in the black and right. We're talking with Larry Smith. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Switch your 
Welcome back. Hey, Ed, can you just say one more thing? You said, did you say John was right? Can you say that one more time? <laughs> John was right. I'm happy to say that John was right. And by the way, did you know that John was right? And, and you know, John's going to have a whole clip of this. Please clip that for me, please. I need that. John was right, Milan. Five to ten years, I will be right. Trust me. You can set it up however you want. Mike from the South Side said I was right on John, every point. Wrong. You heard that? Wrong. Even Mitchell said I was right. Wrong. I had two people say I was right today. Wrong. If the Republican John was right. That's right. If the Republican Party does what it needs to do or should do, um, I will be right. Trust me. Um, <laughs> before the break, we were talking to uh, LaSalle County Republican Chairman uh, Larry Smith, who's also the 14th Congressional State Committee um, Committeeman. Uh, Larry, okay, let's get straight to it. Let's get straight to it. Uh, you voted to retain Don Tracy as the chairman. What were the main factors that influenced your decision to vote for retaining uh, Don Tracy as party chairman? And it, were you and the lady downstate, were you guys the deciding um, votes to make sure that, that that happened? No, John, that's uh, <laughs> the technical term for that is yellow journalism. Uh, I have a prorated, these votes are prorated, predicated on uh, how many Republican votes were generated in your congressional district. Uh, My vote was worth 6%. uh, A landslide for Don Tracy. Uh, So, I mean, that, that was just, I mean, anybody that says that is just attempting to mislead people. I mean, that's just, that's just not right. Okay, so what 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 was it about John Don John Don Tracy that's that Larry Smith said? Uh, you see, I be, I believe the number came out. I don't know how that number came out because I thought it was executive session that there were six people that voted um, to to oust him. What made Larry Smith say, uh, no matter what, uh, I'm going to vote for Don Tracy to be retained as the chairman? The man, Don Tracy. Do tell the man of an, explain the man of what. Explain what what is it about Don Tracy that made that uh, that Larry Smith said I'm going to make him I'm going to retain him as chairman. His head's in the right spot. His heart's in the right spot. Uh, the second part of that is that uh, I have sent him. I sent him a white paper on <laughs> a rather direct one. Uh, it wasn't long and it wasn't all inclusive, but it was four pages of what's wrong with the Illinois GOP, and I did that right around the first of December. And uh, and he, I, I called him and read it to him because I I wanted to hear his verbal body language before I sent it to him. And uh, when I did that, he says, it was a pause. And I said, well, what do you think? And he says, I like it. I like it a lot. <clears throat> so. And in, in essence, what it was was we've got we've got broken areas all over the places. I mean, we've uh, <laughs> we haven't done the best job in the previous administration, and and it, and it's it's not a a one chairman thing. It goes back several. Um, but anyway, there's a lot to be done, but we do need to call it, and we need to just get after it. And so, what I suggested to him was that. He's got 17 congressional district representatives, uh, most of which are somewhat more accomplished than I am. And I'm going, you need to give each one of them a job and let them volunteer first. And then if we have to twist elbows, that's something different. But it got it. 
he accepted that on first pass, mm-hmm. uh, embraced it. Um, he also, he's a smart man because the first thing he did was uh, turn around and ask me if I would be the chairman for the grassroots committee. Because one of the things we clearly have not done well, and the reason is because we have some some splits in the uh, the leadership of the, uh, the Illinois GOP. Uh, we have we were not prepared for that December uh, meeting when about I don't know a hundred plus. Oh yeah, and I, I mean a lot of people came up there under the impression they were going to hold an election and vote Don Tracy out. Right. Well. The problem was, we just got elected in eight, in August. Yeah, and, and I, it wasn't on the agenda. It has to be on the agenda to bring it forth, correct? Right, right. And uh, and then so uh, you know, it, the state central committee is actually the business meeting for the Illinois GOP, and it's it it's been one once a quarter. We're pushing to do it more often because there's more to be done. But uh, there was no provision in for that right. agenda to have a hundred people talk, right. you know? So, but what he did do, and, and, and now he gets criticized for that. Well, we all do, you know, right. um, they gave him 90 seconds each and asked if, if you're going to say the same thing, if it's already been said, you know, please give your spot to someone else. So, right. but, uh, in any event, we were not prepared for that. We did not do it well. And, um, so my mission was to, create a grassroots committee where we reach out to these grassroots organizations that many and identify them as a, is not as easy as one might assume. Right. Um, talk to them individually and ultimately see if we can bring them to uh, two or three town hall meetings where we sit down with them, uh, find out how we can help them. But I mean, first of all, you just got to listen to them because uh, that, that hasn't been done well in the past. Okay. Uh, so anyway, so wait, wait, wait. Let, yeah. let me stop you there because speaking of that, so so how do you respond to the concerns raised about uh, raised by others about the chairman's ability to effectively lead the party and represent its values? Because I mean that's that's exactly what I saw. You know, people saying that he he donated money to Democrats, he ran as a Democrat. Um, how do? Yeah, how, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this, this is where the wah wah starts. <laughs> <laughs> um. Don Tracy ran as a Democrat 22 years ago, uh-huh. uh, and he happens to be one of the 12 siblings that run Dot Foods. Uh, now I don't have, you know, I don't have this choreographed, but right. you know, but it's a big, it's a one of the largest food distributors. Dot, dot Foods, uh, yeah, yeah. And so it would seem reasonable that not everyone in that leadership role at dot foods is a Republican chairman, for example, right. so somebody donated, but it wasn't Don Tracy that donated. It was came through dot foods. Well, one of the things it, I know, one of the things I know being a former state rep is that uh, if you're a business in, in, in the state of Illinois, whoever's in control of the power, uh, you're donating to, you're donating to them because um, their decisions can influence your business decisions. That's right. Uh, and it's normally out. It's normally through a business so, so it, there's no record of him of Don Tracy actually giving money to Democrats. Nope, but it, I mean, not that I'm aware of, and I've looked, and I'll, okay, you know, I'm flawed man, so maybe I missed it somewhere, but I've actually looked for it, and yeah. no, and if you talk to him, 
he's not a he's, he's <coughs> excuse me uh-huh. he's not a I have. I, 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 I've talked with him. I, I've had a, a few conversations. And plus, I'm speaking of, you got to get him on the show so we can discuss that as well. What district are you in, sir? Larry? Yes. yes, yes. What district are you in? It's the 14th Congressional District. It's, it's, uh, it runs pretty much along Interstate 80. It's uh, Ottawa, LaSalle. Well, that's all LaSalle County. Um Putnam, Bureau, um, Kendall, Will, and De- and departed DeKalb. What what percentage is Republican? How much is Republican? How much is Democrat? Well, it's it's the cumulative. <laughs> Depending on where you are, this is like uh, half a dozen blind men putting their hand on a on a, a elephant describing what they got hold of, because depending on where you are in, in this district, uh, it is sometimes uh, very Democrat and is sometimes um, pretty solid Republican. But I, I can tell you that uh, in our county, uh, we were more than, oh, well, Darren Bailey, I know about that one, yeah. 59.6% Republican. Okay, so you sound similar to a moderate area. So what's the top issues? What's the top two issues that people are fighting over in your district? You got 30 seconds to answer that. We got to go to break. Wow. Uh, well, the, the nature of the beast in that area is it's, it's highly engaged in transportation and agriculture. Yeah. So the, uh, these cotton picking solar fields and, and uh, wind generators are an issue right now. Yeah. It's also Second Amendment. Yep. Big time. Okay. And, and Larry, we got to go to break. But um, one of the things I want to talk about when we get back, I want to talk about the endorsement committee. I want to get you on the record because um, it's not what people said it was. Also, a lot of people said that you guys supported Richard Irvin. I know for a fact you didn't support Richard Irvin. <laughs> you listen to the Black and White Radio. We'll be right back. John was right. We now return to Black and White on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Before the break, we were talking, continuing our discussion with Larry Smith, chairman of the uh, LaSalle County Republicans, also co founder of Yana. Uh, you are not alone. A great organization, one that I've had, actually had the opportunity to go out and speak at many on many occasions uh, with the invite of Larry and his beautiful and wonderful wife, Beth. Um, Larry, you know, um, some people wanted me to talk to talk to you about what what they're, they're deeming postal gate, but I don't. I really don't know un, understanding how that works because I've as as a business I've used it uh, and candidates that I've I've done work for. There sometimes they said yes, there were sometimes they said no. I think more that's a more of a question for the executive director, um, the the attorney for the Republican Party, or the um, or Don Tracy. So I'm not going to really go there because that's not something that's in your purview. Um, and also, I know um, that Yana and you guys had um, Richard Irvin when he ran for office out there to speak. I don't know if he showed up, but I know you you guys had an open invitation for any candidate that's that's a Republican to come out and speak um, specifically. Uh, to the um, um, LaSalle County uh, Republican meetings. Um, put the rest. Uh, did the Republican Party get behind Richard Irving, or is that another one of those rumors and myths? 
Well, I don't think the Republican Party got behind Richard Irvin. I think a... The leadership uh, of the Republican Party. Let me make that... Uh, Yep, yep, that's where it hit. I mean, uh, when Irvin popped on the horizon, uh, the grassroots folks, now now I'm talking about Republican grassroots, I don't... And I am I am not going to speak for the other grassroots folks, but uh, but we hadn't even heard the name, so that uh, you know that is, uh, and it's a it's not a comfortable thing for me because I don't like that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, that that to me of being a smoke filled room by the aristocracy of the Illinois GOP, and and that's the kind of. That's actually some of the reasons that I actually ran to get on the state central committee because uh, it, it, there seemed to be some confusion about right and wrong. And uh, I, I, though I'm a flawed man, I, I, I understand those terms really good. <laughs> so let's let's talk about this endorsement committee. Um, some have yeah. said that this committee was 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 bandied about to for the the Republican leadership to start picking winners and losers, picking the candidates for other Republicans. I have, I've said, I've said, I think I said it to Verlon or it might've been Amy Jacobson. Um, <laughs> I would say, yes, let that happen because now I know who not to vote for. <laughs> if, if, yeah, no. if the Republican party is endorsing them, but was this committee created to for, so that the, the, whatever the, this committee could pick who would be the Republican nominee no matter what office um, that um, people were running for, no. I mean, if when it was, when it hit distribution, it, there was a word missing. Yeah, it was an endorsement committee, but it's not. It's an endorsement policy committee, and it's not new. It's been out there for more than ninety days, and the the reason was. And by the way, this is something that Don Tracy started. There has never been a written policy on endorsements. So consequently, with a few thousand Republicans uh, in some kind of leadership position, uh, people were going out there willy nilly. And it's a it's just a a classic case for why we are disjointed. So what formed was a policy committee, which with all the other stuff going on, they actually never met. You know, so but the point was to establish a policy that so that we all salute it, and and uh, but of course it get described as a smoke filled room. Wait, 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 so wait, wait, wait. So let me let me make this clear and plain. So this committee yeah. was created so that the the party could not pick the candidate. Is that what you're saying? Well, it, <laughs> not quite there. Okay, <laughs> but. It, it it was picked to determine a policy, okay. but I can tell you that that was discussed at length at the last state central committee, and and I can also tell you my personal opinion, which will not change. Uh, it, we should not be picking, particularly in the primary, we should not be picking winners and losers. How does the rest that of the, is, the committee? I mean, the the rest of the the, the other sixteen people feel about that? I think an awful lot of them feel the same way. Uh, everybody I've talked to, but maybe I need to talk to more people, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. So, um, because you, you look at what what came out of all this, um, that you were, the, again, you were not the deciding vote because your vote represented 6% of the vote 
that that retained Don Tracy? Right. Okay. Unless unless that's some kind of new math that I've missed, you know. Okay. All right. That that's so. Um, the next segment is you willing to take some questions from the uh, from from callers? Sure. Okay. So, um, you know, when we come back from break. Uh, we'll uh, open up the phone lines. Give us a call. 312-642-5600. That's 312-642-5600. Um, you had any questions, you feel like you want to gripe and complain about what Chairman Smith just said, give us a call. 312-642-5600. We'll be right back. show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about it's black and right with john anthony on am 560 the answer welcome back to black and right radio on am 560 i'm your host john anthony live in studio you know um all these people that people that were upset that i was having larry smith on uh where you at call in 312-642-5600 312-642-5600 um, you guys are posting questions on the Facebook page. Call in. You call in and you ask the question um, because you guys were, you know, some of the stuff that you said to me. Go ahead. You got Larry Smith live. You can ask him any question you want. Um, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Mike from the north side. Mike, what's going on? Mike, Mike. Hello. I want to pay you a compliment, lad. You almost had it the other day when you were out in the morning with Amy, the blonde bomber, you had said that in Washington, they had backed off the talk of insurrection and were using the term mini riot. Yeah. Near right. Near right. Near right. Near right. I was cheering for you. I wanted you to say it because if it's an insurrection and government officials are involved, government agents, that's a coup d'etat. Treason. And the punishment for that is death. Yeah. Now it, that it's going to come out that they were actively encouraging it, and the fact that there is a video that they will not give up, it was a coup d'état. And I wanted to ask you because I get all my all my news from your station. Is it true that one of the other states was trying to pass a heartbeat bill on abortion, and Trump actually criticized it and said that's too harsh? I do not. I, I have not heard that. I'm sorry. Because the only thing that I heard about that is he didn't really want to answer the question. You know, he left it up to the states. He, he was like, it's, it's up to the state. He yeah. kind of took a pass on it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I did hear that but, back and forth between him and. Yeah. Sanford. If he ever backs off, if he ever backs off and criticizes him, then you know what? We're going to have to ostracize him from the. Love guns, bacon, and Trump party. <laughs> I'm going to get rid of that bitch, and I'm going to get myself a new Uh-oh. boo. That's it. <laughs> All right, thank you, Mike. Oh man, you uh, used the prop. Sorry, term. Larry. Um, I thought that was a question. Uh, that would be a question for you. Um, so Larry, um, what, what? What? So, were there any like? I know how this horse trading works. I know how you uh, did. You receive any phone calls from anybody saying? You need to vote for Don Tracy. Um, did you? Were there any other opponents or somebody that was was running against Don Tracy? And had you known this person, um, what what type of outreach did you get from anybody else that was running against Don Tracy? Should should Don Tracy have been removed? No one called me about Don Tracy. 
but I, I need to back up just a little bit. You know, last August, we um, there was election for the congressional districts, and nine new people were elected, predominantly conservatives, which is changing the uh, the nature uh, of the state central committee a bit. Not enough, but we're working on it. So, I mean, I, I wanted to get that in because what's been going on in past years is unlikely to go on in future years near term with these new folks in there because yeah. they are making a difference. I did get a call from a guy, uh, a gentleman, on the Thursday before the uh, the Saturday um, meeting. Uh and uh, he wanted his wanted me to give him his support, but it was it wasn't somebody I'd I'd even spent five minutes talking to. There, these meetings are uh, you know we're spread out all over the room, and it, uh, there's a lot on the agenda. I just never had a chance to talk to him. So, right. and what I consistently told people was, uh, I hope I was consistent. Uh, I, <laughs> I I like both these people. I think I think they're probably good people. But I know one, and one has been responsive beyond belief, uh, and he's already in place. And we're headed, we're 18 months from probably the biggest, the biggest uh, in a decade, or maybe the country again. But um, in any event, I just, it doesn't seem a good time to be changing horses when this horse is actually working it. Uh, he's, I mean, Don will be the, Don's a humble guy you know, right. when all things are considered. Yeah. Larry, Larry, speaking of Don, we get, we got somebody that have a, has a question. Dave from Gurney. Dave, you're on the phone with Black and White Radio and Larry Smith, chairman of the LaSalle County Republicans. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I was Bye-bye. just at a uh, event today on election integrity and it had Don Tracy there in the middle of it. Uh, you guys had a table, but there was nobody there, but it's almost like, you know, go back to the, uh, the house when, when Kevin McCarthy was running, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, all this stuff is crazy. I can't believe it. Read the Federalist paper. That is good debate. So Don Tracy was there, and he brought about the fact that, you know, everybody's pointing at him. But he goes, where are the grassroots? Where are we, don't, we don't need people sitting in our chair. I'm up in Lake County, and I ran for office last year. My wife ran for office this year. We both lost. But it's people that just bitch and moan constantly about how bad things are and are, are not election judges are not walking doors for candidates, not supporting people. So uh, I didn't know much about Don. We talked about him at our, at our Lake County Central Committee meeting this past Monday, and I heard him today. I'm like, okay, the guy's out there. He's taking the arrows, just like Kevin McCarthy did. You know, you got bitching and moaning. Bottom line is I'm behind him right now 100%. So thank you for supporting him. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Dave. Um, Larry, what do you say? Yeah. Well, you know, <coughs> excuse me, that's, that's actually the impression. If you actually meet that guy, I mean, I've been, I've been taking some hits, but it's, it's pretty much from one location. But I also, I mean, you get out on social media and you get these, and, and I've never seen it quite like this. It's interesting. Yeah. But you got these keyboard warriors. They never built anything in their life. Now, there are some people out there, but I'm trying to find them because yeah. we can't work with them and meet their needs until we sit and talk about, first of all, what it is the Illinois GOP is. It's not a money tree. We don't have, we don't start with 50 million or be able to throw 190 million into something. Right. But 
we there are structural ways we can work together and things that we can do that support their interests and consistent with our own platform. Yeah. And, and Larry, when we come back from break, I want to talk about Yana because I think um, Yana is doing great things over there in LaSalle County. Uh, you guys have been able to ignite uh, a group of people who ordinarily wouldn't have anything to do with politics whatsoever, even though Yana is not political per se, it's uh, but it's bringing people together to have those conversations, especially those uncomfortable conversations. Kelvin, I see you on the line. Uh, when we come back from the break, uh, we'll pick up your call. You listening to Black and Right? We'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560. We don't have much time, so um, Larry, we got a call from Kelvin about Don Tracy. Kelvin, go. What's up, brother? No problem. Question. First, I'm, I'm wondering if he's willing to admit that the party is disjointed. And the second question is when someone says that these candidates on the Republican side are donating to the Democrat Party, it's not because they're going whine and whining. It's because they're looking at follow the money, they're looking at campaign finances, they're looking at the culture, they're looking at the precinct committee men. Sangamon County is inundated. Sangamon County Republicans are inundated with Democrats. You know it. We know it. But to say why, that lacks decorum. So my question is, what can we do to work together more to try to work on this division? Because, you know, if the attitude is like, oh, why stop, stop crying because these guys are donating Democrats, then people like me, I'll just stop donating to all of you. And just basically cast my vote and get ready to leave Illinois like everything else. Mm. We have a problem in our party. And the disrespect of voters and disrespect of the conservatives is Bush League, in my opinion, when we should be talking about solutions. How do we fix this? How do we get conservative precinct committee people? How do we get the, 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 the people together? How do we bring the Republicans together? Yeah. Because you're getting smashed with a supermajority, and it seems like you're happy with that. Yeah. And Larry, Larry, we got about a minute and 20. I didn't realize we extended that, that last segment. Minute and 20 to uh, answer that question. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks. Uh, we had a Lincoln Day dinner a couple weeks ago, uh, three weeks ago, and the, my, I went had the closing speech, and it was called a house divided against itself cannot stand because Republicans in that room needed to hear that. And, and that means if you, you can't, we have a habit of eating our young in the primaries and then, and because your guy doesn't win, you know, vote in the, in the general, we got to stop that nonsense for openers. The other thing is in our, in LaSalle County and is, and, and the spinoff of that was Yana, uh, we've grown the base from th- in the low 30s to the low 90s in terms of precinct committee people because you find people who have shared values and tabletop economic issues, and that's what brings people together regardless of party. And we formed Yana. I mean, Beth was instrumental in growing the, the LaSalle County Republicans, but then we were missing a piece of people who don't want to be Republicans. They don't want to be Democrats. They don't want to be political, but they sure as heck don't like what's going on in their country and their community. Yeah. Hey, 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 Larry, Larry I, we, we got to go to break. But really quickly, uh, there's, there's somebody saying that you called um, grassroots people keyboard, keyboard warriors. Are you saying grassroots people are keyboard warriors? No. Okay. 
No, no. I'm saying that that's what's getting me on. Uh, that's what's going on social media. Oh, okay. Larry Smith, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Got to have you back on to talk about Yana next time. Uh, appreciate your time. Okay. Larry Alrighty, Smith, bro. chairman of the 14, uh, LaSalle County Republicans. Hour 3, coming up next. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. Welcome back. Hour three of Black and Right Radio on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. If you missed those first two hours, head over to 560theanswer.com. Download the podcast. Uh, let us know what you think, um, uh, especially about that that interview with um, Larry Smith. Listen, one of the things that I'm a, I will always do is give give people a voice on my radio show, right, right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm one of those people. I believe in um, everybody getting their side out. Uh, I don't, I didn't, I didn't, I, I hopefully, I don't know, Verlon, hopefully I did not take sides in that, in that, in that. That's how it is. That's how it is. <laughs> Mr. Pete, don't keep cutting my mic, man. You're just as bad as George. Yeah. No, but you know, you let him get, you let him get his side out and you offer if anybody wanted to get their side out to yeah. call in. Yeah. So, you know, I, I didn't hear any, any bias. Yeah. And you know, one of the, um, hopefully he calls in, um, somebody who I believe should be if he does, if he doesn't run for office again, I've I've also put that birdie in his ear. But if he doesn't run for office again, I I would really love. I was just telling Chad Lafro, my buddy Chad, that I believe Gary Rabine would be the perfect chairman for the Illinois Republican Party. Oh man, yeah. I'm telling you, man. I I mean, just his business sense, his his ability to connect with people, his ability to uh, he's got a lot of energy. He's got a lot of connections. Somebody that has vision, who 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 is a visionary, and he doesn't double talk. He doesn't he's straight double talk. Forward, yeah. what you see is what, what you, you see get. is what you get. Yeah, That's I like what it. I love about Gary Rabine, and 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 I would love to see Gary Rabine either run for, and I told him U.S. Senate or become the chairman of this party. We need somebody with charisma that can right the ship. You know, um, somebody that you know. I I, for, I, I was going to mention it and I forgot, but like, like I told you, the the minority committee. Listen, you know me. I'm not about identitarian politics. Right. I'm not. But if you're gonna have an uh, 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 if you're gonna have a minority committee, you know, I I know I, right off the bat, Max Solomon, Devin Jones, Minister Latasha Fields. I mean, these are people who are already out there in the streets, man. And I mean, literally in the hoods, <laughs> representing. Yeah. Why not pick somebody from them? Listen. It's time out for who don't like each other, how people, how you rub, people rub each other. I mean, P. Ray, P. Ray Easley. Yeah. You know, I mean, dude, it's t- the who don't like, I don't like you because of this. Because, no, we got to win. Yeah. We got to win, brother. You know, I feel like I want to be, I, I feel like Phil Jackson and, 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 and when the Bulls, when Dennis Rodman, when they brought him over, Mike wanted to win. Yeah. Scotty was upset because of that big old knot he had on his head. But guess what? <laughs> Yeah. He put aside that. He put aside that difference because you know why? 
they knew they had it. They had what it took. What it what it take? What it took to win? Right. And they won three more championships. Yes, they did. Can we? Can we? Can we? Can we put aside that and actually win? That's what I want. I want. I want to win. And I believe with every fiber in me. Oh, there it is. Uh, That's right. Come on, head now. And I believe with every fiber in me, Gary Rabine would be that person that can help take the Illinois Republican Party to the next level, because I because because he would dissect this thing. You don't have to always burn stuff down. No, that's true. You don't have to always burn stuff we down. We do have those people. Yeah, I know. We scorch earth people. I, I get that. <laughs> we have those people. I get that. But 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 we're, we're a few decisions away from making the right decisions and making the right choices to change the Illinois Republican Party. Listen, call me naive. Call, listen, I've only been in politics since I was five years old. I'm 47 years old today. I've seen it. I've seen how the Democrat, the Democrat Party. Remember, this party, this state used to be equal. Used to be a lot of Republican-led. We only had as far as, as far as the House, you know. But remember, Pay Phillips led the Senate, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and and Lee Daniels only had one one term in the House, right? But we've had Republican governors. You could say, oh, they were left of left of right. I mean, right of uh, right center. of center. Yeah, I'm left of center, but we still won. Yeah, trust me. Ricky Henning gave me a lot of history lessons about Lee Daniels and himself. You know, coming to common ground on certain issues. Yeah, he, uh, Ricky used to cross the aisle a lot, and the Democrats hated it. Yeah, and and uh, uh, Lee, uh, uh, Pay Phillips used Pay to Phillips. cross the aisle and uh, make a lot of decisions with him, as long as you left certain language out. Yeah. You know, that wouldn't offend his his party's sensibilities. Yeah. Yeah. So trust me, they. Yeah, I know, I know. Trust me, I, I got a lot win. of history. I got a lot of history uh, when it comes to that. Let's go to Jim, who's also a sponsor of this show, Best Dental. What's up, brother? Well, I'm sitting in the middle of my putting my lights on my fountain. But other than that, it's a beautiful day. And let's not forget the history of the Illinois GOP. If it wasn't for the Illinois Republicans, Barack Obama wouldn't be president because we had a great senator named Peter Fitzgerald. And Judy Barr and the rest of these rhinos didn't want to support him. So he said, I'm just going to serve out my one term. And, and he left. Yeah. Now, had he been supported, he would have probably stuck around for another term. At least during that time, he wouldn't give Obama wouldn't have had the, a chance to get in the national platform the way he yeah, did. Yeah, but then also Jack Ryan, who I worked on this campaign, if he'd stayed in there too, um, maybe that that Barack Obama might not be senator. Just never. Well, that's know. true. But unfortunately, you know, when the speaker decides to district campaign because he didn't hide his records, they, like, right. when he wanted to run for office, they told him to hide his records or you know, right. to seal them, and he didn't do that. So they got the the, the goods on him. But also, um, you know, there was this awful comments from the, these people on the score against Dan Proft. Yeah. Talk about liberal jerks. These, yeah. This is how these people are. They're not nice at all, and we need less of those on there. And I sent Dan a notice, I'm behind you 100%. It's really awful what they did or what they said. It's just it's just that kind of stuff is so juvenile. Right. You know? And it's also good to see the people on the South Shore getting very upset by all these immigrants getting that's right. put in there. That's right. And that's what we tell them. You've been voting for these people all your life. This is what you get. So time to change your voting pattern. To our black brothers and sisters in the city of Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Jim. It's always a pleasure. Be All good. right, brother. All right. Hey, uh, we spoke his name. He called. Gary Rabin. Ditch diggers. How's it going, Mr. <laughs> Rabin? Hey, Johnny. It's going great. How hey, are you? I'm doing well. I guess your ears were itching, huh? <laughs> I just landed. I just landed from D.C., and I always like to listen to you, so I put you on my phone. Thank you. And uh, here you're talking about the... Uh, 
Illinois GOP and Don Tracy and Larry Smith, Larry Smith talking. So I just uh, figured I'd chime in. Yeah. You know, I, it was funny. It's um, Chad and I, you know, Chad LaFrau, he and I were talking yeah. um, a couple of days ago. Chad. Yeah, we were talking a couple of days ago and I, and I brought up um, you being the, the next chairman. And he was like, oh, that's got to happen. And, you know, I've, I've always said this to you. Either you run for office or you become the chairman of the party. You know, I've, I've sent you many texts about this. Yeah, you know, my, my thing, though, is uh, I, I, I moved to Florida. I just got back from D.C. for a few days, but I was in Florida for, for about seven months. Yeah. So I'm up here in the summertime, four or five months, maybe five and a half months, but then I'm, then I'm going to be in Florida, so I won't be able to do it because I'm going to be a, I'm gonna, I got my license in Florida now. I, I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue to do what I can in Illinois every way I can because yeah. it's my, it's my, my home state, right? But right. I gotta tell you, I, I just, uh, I, I like it in Florida a lot. It's awful nice down there. But you know, <laughs> you were talking, you were, you, were ta- you were talking about Don Tracy. Don, Don's a great guy. He, he really is a good guy. But I do believe that he was definitely um, swayed by by some of the powers that be and and uh, Richard Porter and some of those other guys. I, you know, if you ask myself or Paul, you know, Paul Shep or Darren Bailey, any of us, definitely there was a, a favoritism towards Richard Irvin. Whether it was the money of, uh, of Griffin, yeah, but for sure uh, Richard Porter was, was pushing in that, that direction. But we were definitely, uh, um, we definitely weren't given the same airtime as, right. as he was in the beginning. I think towards the end they threw the talent on him, but before that, you know, we, we, there was a, a big big deal down in Springfield, and, uh, you know, he, his, his uh, lieutenant governor candidate was able to speak, and uh, Charlie Kirk was told he could not speak about me at all. When I, when I was one of the founders with Charlie of Turning wow. USA, Don Griffin told him, and, and the others there told me, he could not say a word about the, the, his relationship with me or support of me, but yet, but yet uh, Richard Irvin's lieutenant governor got up there to talk about, you know, why he was the best candidate. It was just pretty crazy. So, so there's a few times like that where Don definitely allowed Richard to be um, held up higher, you know, high, held up when uh, we weren't able to be talked about at all. The, the, the uh, also the state fair at the state fair. I remember um, Richard. Richard wasn't in the race yet, right? And uh, and and, he, and we're all down there. He wouldn't let us speak at the at the at the state fair. How crazy is that? But yeah. he knew, and Richard Porter knew that he was coming in. That you know, a couple weeks later to run. And they, and I, we, we all felt like that was bogus, right? Yeah. So I, I like Don. I like Don a lot. I think he's a really good guy. He's working hard. I, I really do. But, but definitely, you know, we've got some, we've got some people in the Republican Party of Illinois that uh, they, they choose their, yeah. you know, their, their horse, and then they, they put pressure on everybody to, yeah, to, to uh, fix their. Yeah, Gary, uh, I'm gonna give you a call when I get out, get out, finish the show. Uh, I want to talk to you about something. I really appreciate you giving us a call. We got to go to break. You got it. All right. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the Troublemaker. What's up? Let's go to the phone line. Eduardo from Midway. You at the NRA convention? Yeah, the National Restaurant Convention. Oh, restaurant. Uh, (laughs) This is where they showcase the latest restaurant technology this is something the democrats are totally against because this all should be government control this is where new ideas are brought out i see a lot of people from different countries like asia europe uh latin america i don't see a lot of americans 
So this is why I recommend work study in high school. Um, this is where we need more entrepreneurs, more Americans. This is why we have these low reading math scores. How are they going to be, you know, showcasing their stuff in uh, a place like the NRA? So what do you, what do you expect? Yeah, I agree. Man, Eduardo, you always on the cutting edge of what people should be talking about. I'm going to start giving you credit for that. Yeah, remember, he's still, I still yeah, go back I'm, to that Yeah, I'm uh, heading back to Tampa on Monday. This, yeah. is, this is a Super Bowl event for me. And uh, wherever this is, I'm going to be going to it, uh, even if it's back to Chicago. But uh, I'll be back in Tampa Monday for sure. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't really. like you, Eduardo. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I used to like you, Eduardo. Enjoying that good weather. <laughs> Thanks so much for giving us a call. Rosanna Springfield. Hey. hey how you well, doing? I'm not in Springfield. I'm driving back from the Election Integrity Summit yes. where I saw Don Tracy and Uh-oh. our keynote speaker was Ken Cuccinelli, who worked for the Department of Homeland Security under the Trump administration. Nice. Did the word Trump come out of Don Tracy's mouth? Nope. No. You wouldn't have even known that he worked for Trump. But I went to the Sagamon County Lincoln Day Dinner where Kellyanne Conway was the speaker who worked for Trump. Do you think the Sagamon County Republican Party said she had worked for Trump? No. No. Wow. And the the point of the matter is I want to expound what what Calvin said. Mm -hmm. Sagamon County Republican Party is... Don Tracy's home. Right. He lives in my district. So all of that, I talked to Don Tracy about promoting black and Hispanic candidates. He had a perfect chance when Tim Butler stepped down yep. to uh, elevate uh, Kelvin. I said that on and this show. That didn't happen, but we got uh, a man whose father was best friends with Mike Madigan. Wow. And Mike Madigan pretty much lived at his restaurant in Springfield. And then, to add more insult to injury, our new state central committee, a Hispanic girl ran against Tim Butler. Dynamic, young, dynamic. Uh, and they could have easily elevated her. Nope. So, I, and then, G, you know, Gino Young, he ran. Great young man. He was wonderful. Uh, you know, with his speeches and everything, he he got to speak, uh, you know, all over the country. He was being interviewed. Right. So those are the things that um, I see. Don Tracy, but this is what I see. You reap what you sow. Yeah. You will not acknowledge Trump at all. Yeah. You and know, there's a lot of people who don't want to acknowledge you as the chairman. Hey, listen, I got my <laughs> MAGA Republican hat. I wore it on the morning answer show both days. I'm not afraid to say I 1,000% support Trump. Trump, I'm not afraid of it. But you know what? We missed a, I do believe, I agree with you. We missed a a, a golden opportunity to highlight, to showcase to the black community that more black people were actually running as Republicans. Like I said, we had Max Sullivan uh, and and Letitia Fields running as a governor and lieutenant governor. Absolutely. We had so many people, Geno Young among them. That, that were running for Congress, people that were running for state rep. You had Diane Harris out in the Joliet area. And, and, and there was not enough focus. To, because guess what? If black people don't see black, black people in that party, That's right. they're not going to respond. Same with, with, with Latinos. They're not going to respond. They're not going to say, wait, wait, wait a minute. 
why would they want to be in this party? Uh, let me find out. Let me have a conversation and ask why they're in the party. I agree with you 1,000%. And look at the state central committee. Do they reflect the population of Illinois? Not no. at all. No, not at all. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for calling. Thanks, Drive home safe, okay? All right. I will. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Right. Let's go to Enrique. You've been holding for quite I hope, he don't, hope it's not the mouse line. Enrique <laughs> from Highwood. Hello. Can you hear me? I can yes. hear you loud and clear. Thanks for holding. Okay. Thank you for taking my call, Judge I've, I've been wanting to call. Today is the 35th anniversary of the Lori Dan tragedy. Oh, yeah. I don't know if your viewers know that. Yeah. Um, but the reason I'm relating that to what my situation, I'm in Highland Park, Highwood, in District 113. My, I have a son and a daughter in the high school there. Uh-huh. Of course, we had the July 4th tragedy, which affected the entire area. But on April 4th, nine months later, we had a student who snuck a gun into the school and threatened another student. Uh, luckily, that incident did not, and nothing happened. The police arrested the, the kid and a, a few others that maybe knew something about it. So it was it was squelched, but he still got a gun into the school. That's why you, and maybe it wasn't mentioned as much in the media, although right. it was. But as a result of that, a group of parents and myself have gotten together, and we've for basically for the last two months we've been fighting with the board to to do simple things. They've they've done a few things around the periphery. They have a hotline where the tip was called in and it happened to work this time because a student had the courage to call it in. But we're fighting for two basic things. We're fighting for metal detectors at the school entrance. Oh, thank for you. Security. That's for Lon's baby. That's, that's my and, baby. And, 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 and that does not mean they can't do all the other stuff. Your mental health is a big thing. Mental health interventions, they've got to do that. But that's like at the front end of it. Once you get past that and the kid gets a gun and they sneak it into the school, mental health intervention is not going to help at that point. You need armed guards and metal detectors, and that's what we want, and we want it now. We've already spoken at two board meetings. We're going to speak at the next board meeting, hopefully in larger numbers, and we're trying to get the word out and get media support for this effort. Pete, please, please get across to these people that forget about the optics. People are worried about the optics, talking about you turning it into a jail. Black people have lived with these metal detectors since the late 80s. Not one gunshot in the school. Nothing since the 80s, man. I went to CVS. We had them. I with the James H. boy. You think we didn't have them? That was Eastside High. It works. Oh, that, God, please it get it through these people's heads. That rat of a school. Man. <laughs> but God. The other thing I wanted, John, if I could mention one more thing. The, the board in the last couple of days put out a community survey to try to gauge the, the, the parents of the district what they thought. And at first that sounds like a great thing, but the survey was so biased and so put in, in such a format that it, it's going to force the parents to answer against it. They, they, for example, like you want to cut athletic programs and art programs to pay for, oh. for this. And the fact of the matter is we actually have a budget surplus of about $6 million Jeez. in our operating budget. And, 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 and they're saying that, no, we're going to have to cut all this other stuff to try to get parents to answer. So they sent out a very skewed, very biased, very manipulative survey to scare the parents into saying, no, we don't want metal detectors. Yep. So we have multiple beats of this board. We're trying to get the word on and we're trying to get as much support both within the district and if other districts that you who's know are going this? to who's leading this? Who's leading this? Um, who's leading this? Um, is it you or, or a group? My, myself and, 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 a, and a, a core group of, of four of us are, are leading this effort. We're called Parents for Securing Our Schools, or Parents SOS is our, okay. the name of our group. And we've already put out a couple of press releases 
and we're gonna we're gonna be planning on having a rally and just getting more people together. Yeah, but let me I know. Let me know. People, let me know, and I'll have okay. you guys on the show to talk about when you you guys have the rally. It's it's gonna be May thirtieth. Okay. Well, um, so the, the, the next the, the next time you could be on the show before the rally week. would be a week from today. Well, let's do it. Okay. All right. Okay. If, if I'll, I'll give the information to your producer, and we can keep in touch. Sounds good, Enrique. Thank you so much for calling. Let's Make go, it easy, man. Let's go to Marion from Bensonville. Marion, welcome to Black and Right. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, when you're what talking about, yeah, your yeah. old lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're talking about the Republican Party not getting behind candidates, Peggy Hubbard wanted to run for senator. Yeah. The last term, she was all over the state, and they threw in Kathy Salvi, who really couldn't say much of anything, where Peggy could have gotten, a, she could have given Duckworth a yeah. run for her money. That's true. That was all I wanted to say. Thank you, Marion. I really okay, appreciate your call. Thanks evening. so much for supporting us. Uh, Marion, that's the 90-year-old, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kip, you got about 30 seconds. Go. Well, I just wanted to talk about the Durham and the FBI and how much scamming has been going on all behind everybody's back when Big they're time. wondering about if they're male or female, you know? Yeah. Man, that Durham report was, was vindication for Donald Trump. Thanks so much for calling us, Kip. That's vindication. Plain and simple. Democrats still won't accept I, 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 I wanted to talk about that today, so. But I'll let you when okay. we come back. All right. Take it away. We'll all be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the Troublemaker. Let's go right back to the phone lines. Al, or should I say Mark? Welcome back, brother. <laughs> How you feeling, good brother? I'm doing good, brother. How are you? Hey, hey, you haven't gone over to blackandrightradio.com. I haven't seen your name purchase anything, man. I, <laughs> I don't. I, I'm upset about that. I know. I got to get over there and uh, take um, browse through and see what I can pick up and stuff. Let's do I it. See you are you are hawking the merchandise. That's right. So I have to get over there and patronize. Let's do it, brother. Uh, <laughs> What's up? I had a question about uh, what are your reflections on this funeral that, uh, that just took place Wednesday, and the uh, and the mayor's response, and just I know just a, a quick wrap up because you know this was a a, a somber week right. uh, for the police force. Yeah, are you talking about these comments that the mayor said? The tears of Adam Toledo's parents are made of the same sorrow. It's the parents of Officer Preston's parents. Uh, those comments? Why would you say that? I have no idea, Al. No idea. There, there's, there, there's no connection. There's no semblance uh, in, in those two. Uh, one was actually getting off work after doing her job. The other one was actually shooting at people, running from the police with a gun in his hand. Yeah, nothing. How do you make that connection? And, uh, you know, but number two, when are you going to let me come down to the studio, man? I think in the Boucher Raiders, 18% if you let me <laughs> Hey, come I, on, man. I just let forgot we're not, on, we're not on next week. So come on, that brother, open door policy. Open door for you. Oh! Open door for you. <laughs> but this, you know, this is this foolish. I, I, I try not to, I act like I didn't hear what he just said. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, because uh, I, I don't want to listen. I, I can't believe he said something like that. Yeah, that was a really slap in the face. That was a slap in the face to, to 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 that beautiful family. That's I mean that the, you can sense the genuineness of that family too. Amazing family from from what I gather. There's no way to middle that issue at all. Either issue, you can't draw a line to either issue. It was just. I wouldn't have tried to do that, but, you know, these days... And he wasn't called can't. out about it, really. No, he wasn't. At all. At all. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much for calling. Well, hey, it's open I, anytime, I, brother. I will be listening, and I will be trying to get down there. All right, and <laughs> blackandrightradio.com. Thank you, brother. <laughs> now, Vilan, go ahead. Take it away. Okay. Uh, I see Phil shaking his head in the chat room because he hates politics. But, look, I was going to mention this in the first hour, but didn't get a chance to. It's a timed event which I did for the first, I guess, about four months, I vented. And then it's a time to get political. And now it's it's no time to play the race card. It's no time to keep venting. You know, people like Phil, he vents every day, all day, race, race this, race that. I was just talking about the political, you know, the political makeup of how we should win. Now it's time to coalition uh, build again like you were saying in your opening monologue it's time to build new inroads and figure out how to win or like the liberals would say collaborate right. so we're going to do we're going to we're going to get on that path uh-huh. but what i want to talk about right now uh-huh. i want to give everybody an update uh-huh. nebraska passed a ban on abortion after 12 weeks and an outright ban on transgender surgery so that's it's over in Nebraska. No more that we're not they're not paying for any more transgender surgery, okay? So that's an update. And now oh, I'm ready to let loose. Uh-oh. I'm gonna call the Sean Thompson show and I'm gonna be here in your face <laughs> because my guy, Kevin McCarthy, is holding the feet to the fire of uh-huh. Joe Joe Biden, and every time he gets a win, I'm gonna call Sean Thompson. I know he's gonna say, <laughs> It's not enough. Oh, you're you're selling for peanuts. It's not enough. But Ta-da. I don't care. You're a Democrat. Yeah, so what? Uh-huh. And I was at the shop and I I asked him, I said, Would well, you give any credit to <laughs> Kevin McCarthy? No, no, but that's okay. I'm going to get in everybody's face about this California Republican that's going to go hardcore and they're going to, he's going to get us back on a path to solvency. Uh, okay. And, and I, I want to, John comes after you. Uh, I, I, want him to come, after you I want him to mention me Monday, but, um, Marjorie Taylor green has filed articles of impeachment on four people. I know against Joe Biden. I, I know against Garland, uh, I think Christopher Ray and somebody else. Now, uh, Mayor, Mayorkas. Okay. Mayorkas. I want to see, because we've been talking about this for uh, for at least a year. I want to see how far this gets, because she has the ear of Kevin McCarthy. He, it's almost like she's his right hand, because they even talked about it on CNN. She, they they have daily meetings. They, just, they, they always hand in glove. So I want to see how far this article of impeachment goes, because you all said that, she should impeach over the uh, uh, the withdrawal from Afghanistan, but what she uh, filed on was the immigration. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think they can take the immigration thing too far. Now, if it was about the laptop, him getting ten percent, and all of the rest of the corruption the of Joe guy? Biden, I think that would go somewhere. But I don't think this immigration articles of impeachment is gonna go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> so we're gonna see. But but if anybody has anything to say, there, let's do it. I'm, you with say, you. I'm with you there. Okay. I, I don't th- I don't think the impeachment will, will will stick. Okay. Especially especially in the Senate. The Senate. The, oh, those, those Democrat led Senate. He won't Democrat. be expelled. Yeah. But they may impeach because they they want to impeach over anything. 
right now. The the, the chair, the the um, the meetings, yeah. Jim Jordan. Right. I mean, they going hardcore. Like but I guess said, what? Jim Jordan is an absolute savage. He's a beast. Love. He's a beast. That's why we needed him. That's why they didn't want him on the J Six committee. That's right. Uh, Men on the street, hold the line. You listening to Black and Right? We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the Troublemaker. Let's go back to the phone lines. Man on the street, welcome to Black and Right. Where were you when Don Tracy was on the phone? You were big man on campus on Facebook. Uh oh. Where were you? Why didn't you call in? When, when Larry I mean, Smith, I mean. Off and on, I missed Don Tracy. I did see him. I mean, Larry Smith. Not, not, not Don Tracy. Larry oh, Smith. I did. Oh, I heard, I heard the whole Larry Smith interview. Yeah. So I made my comments on Facebook. But I, I want to tell you about, I attended the uh, inaugural for uh, uh, Brandon Johnson. I was the only Republican of 7,000 people there. <laughs> so, Mr. Keyboard Warrior, I'm actually out there knocking on doors, talking to people. Let me tell you something. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out. Let me, let me, no, no, no. I'm not going to let that go fly. He did not call the, 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 the grassroots keyboard warriors. He was talking about people who were slamming him on social media. Not, he did not, and I, I, cause you know, I, I posed that question to him. He said, no, I'm not talking about the, the, the grassroots. So no, he did not say that. All right. I'm going to have to go back and listen to tape. We'll, we'll put some. Blood, am I right? No, he's right. He didn't. He didn't. He just talked about the people that were slamming him. He's not talking. He wasn't talking about the grassroots. Yeah, well, he, I will comment real quick. He did not mention the exact vote and the weighted vote. You know, three people control 39% of the vote. Yeah. And it's very complicated. I wish you would have gone into that and, and said who voted. Yeah, that wasn't, vote. in my opinion, I mean, knowing that he was not the deciding vote, that's, that's what we were after. Well, I thought he was the deciding vote. My understanding, the vote was nine to eight. So, but no one's really publishing it. So they could clear it That's all not up. what I heard, though. And that's specifically the non-weighted vote. Yeah. The weighted vote was clearly for Tracy, but the non-weighted vote was very close. Yeah. All right, go ahead. What else? Go back to the inauguration. So uh, the big line, you played the clip. The tears of Adam Toledo's parents are made from the same sorrow as Officer uh, Ariano Preston. So I I went to her funeral, and I went to her wake, and it's tragic. Four, Four kids, 16 to 18 years old, murdered her. And there's no comparison. But also, he said uh, uh, another big quote, uh, we will never close our doors to people searching for a better life. That was one thing. And he also said, and Lori Lightfoot, they said it four times, this is the peaceful transfer of power, which appears to be some kind of jab at at J6. So the inauguration was very interesting. Also, real quick, I attended the Vivek event he he did a couple stops in chicago i can't pronounce it can you pronounce his last name Vivek ramaswamy yeah very good you that's why you're on the radio and i'm not no i butcher uh, names uh, normally. <laughs> um uh, mark uh, mark he out and uh he's a good guy i'm not overly impressed he uh he's a big talker he got a lot of money and uh people are mad at me because i'm not jumping i'm, I'm for trump well I'm, you're not I'm normally impressed guy. by a lot of people though mark people don't they really have to do something to really impress you though I, I, that's what i've gathered from Hanging out with Mark, you the last you couple Berlin of years. Me. You and Berlin uh, trust me. I'll go. Thank you, brother. But, but Mark, I got to take issue with one thing. Okay, how old? How old was these people that that killed the police officer? I believe they were over eighteen, right? Were they kids? 
One was 16 years old. Okay, one was 16 years old because you, but you called all of them kids. I took issue with Brett Bear, and I'm going to take issue took with issue with me too. And I took issue with you. I took issue with Sean. I took issue with everybody. If you're over, okay, if you're if if, if if you're over 18, you are a young man. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're white. They're not kids anymore. You are subject to adult kids law, to except for that 16 year old. Okay, but they they all can't be described. As kids, they're young men, and they are subject to adult law. I'm not going to be biased about it. I'm not going to play the race card. You, right. you are young men, and you should be tried as adults. Uh-oh. I agree with you, but they're called the Tribune called them teenagers. What do you think? And are they, they are teenagers. teenagers? Yeah. Well, yeah, 18, 18 19. That's 18. a tech. But they're still trying to take the <laughs> onus and the weight uh, off of what they did. And I don't like it. Well, Mark, thanks so much for calling us, Mark. We got to go to break. All right. Appreciate your man Talk on the street. Right. Take it easy. Let's go to David from Lansing. David. What's up, Dave? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm coming in medium like a Ford Fusion <laughs> or a Chevy, Chevy Malibu. Uh, Kia Boys. Medium, sir. Okay. <laughs> You guys covered this earlier in the show. Uh, um, the uh, how do you get how do you win Democrats over to the Republican side, especially in a in a state like you know Illinois that's almost all Democrat. I mean Cook County, you know. So I want to get your guys' opinion. Can this open border, this apparent open border policy, be used? Because we saw in South Shore, residents were you know steaming over. Yes like illegals coming in, I think this is an opportunity to say, see what, see what Democrats are doing. Hey, David, they're making it. So your services and your jobs are going away. Yeah. David hurt the Democrats more than anybody on the South side. David, This was a missed opportunity by the Republican party. I, I, I would have hoped to have seen, um, Republicans from Chicago over there standing with them because, because it's not, that's not a Republican Democrat issue. That's a Chicago that's a citizen issue. That's a that's a American issue, and I would have loved to seen them over there uh, holding up those arms. I, I really, I really would. That that was a real, real. If I lived in the city, I would have been there. Stop being one issue voters. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much, David. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, if I would lived in, if I lived in the city, I, I live too far. But if I lived in the city, I would have been there. I drive through it all the time, yeah. and I and I point the finger at them. See, <laughs> see, that's what you get. You one issue voter. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I know it's gonna be this one. It's gonna be this finger. Index finger. Yeah, my index finger. It's gonna be index. You're pointing the fingers. Yeah, I'm gonna just point the finger. Uh, see, uh, see what you get. Hey, I've always told you, point one finger. How many pointing back at Ooh. you? <laughs> uh, that's why I don't finger point because you got more pointing, looking right at you in your face. Guys, last segment coming up. Um, let me know what you think about the Larry Smith uh, interview. 312-642-5600. 312-642-5600. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio. I want to talk about something really quick. After 16 years of service, which included recognition 
and an award for saving a child's life back in 2011 while he was off duty on vacation. Firefighter Dustin Jones was given a same-day termination notice by the City of Greensboro Fire Department, referencing a social media post he made as the reason. His post, what was it? It was a meme of a man and a woman with the words, straight pride. I stand with firefighter, 16-year veteran firefighter. Dustin Jones, who was terminated. He was on vacation when he was terminated. All because he said he said straight pride. And you know what's happening? Go to his Facebook page, Dustin, Dustin Rachel Jones. You have gay and lesbian people from all over the LGBTQ community standing with him. That's good. Saying he should be able to say what say that. If we can say gay pride, they can say why can't he pride. say straight pride? Yeah. I stand with this with this firefighter, you know. Uh even though I don't like firefighters that much. Oh, stop it. You know, they think they're heroes, but, you know, police are, are the real heroes. You know, they, you they all, grow up all wanting to be police of you, officers. Both of you, both of you But they can't heroes. make the cut being a police officer. Both of you are heroes. <laughs> uh, let's go to uh, Ruth from Elgin. Ruth, welcome to Black and Right. Hi. Nice to talk to you. Thank you. Um, I was just uh, wondering, I agree with Verlan on the, saying that 18-year-olds are young men or young women because... They are adults, and if they're not adults, why should they be allowed to vote? Ooh. Let's, Vivek, Ooh. Vivek actually wants to change that. Yeah, he the he does. Age. He wants to change the voting yeah. age unless unless you uh what what was the what was his was requirement? Was it um, military service? You had to take yeah you had to have military service. You had to take the you had you had to take the civics test. Yeah, civics test. Uh, I don't know if he mentioned you know I don't own, owning any property or anything like that, but yeah, it was it was but, certain requirements, like three requirements. Right, but Ruth, I actually knows. I I call them all kids. I, it's it's not. It's not that I'm saying kids. It's just it's just a, a, a use of use of speech that I use when I when I say I, it. I, I agree with you though. I yeah, I understand that. I just mean that many people, even, like a judge, I heard uh, there was someone twenty or something like that that had killed somebody, and he said, "Oh no, your brain isn't developed until you're twenty four yeah, or well, twenty five. Yeah, there's some so that then, then you shouldn't be allowed to vote." Yeah, there's some there's some here, especially here in the state of Illinois, politicians who would uh, push out a lot of, especially the criminal aspect, um, that they say, to your point, that the brain doesn't develop until the 24, 26 years old. Language, yeah. language matters. Ruth, Ruth, take- Ruth, Ruth, is this your first time calling? Um, I Yes, it is, on your show. Mm-hmm. I, I so appreciate you giving us a call, and thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. But I listen, I listen um, uh, almost every time you're on. <laughs> thank you so much, show. Ruth. I really appreciate it. Have a good week. Um, like I said, we're not going to be here next week. I'm sorry, guys. It's going to be a best of show. Uh, I wanted to give Pistol Pete, repeat, Pistol on Pete. the boards, uh, an opportunity to spend time with his families. I, I normally don't do the radio show on holidays because I love people to be with their family and not cooped up here in the, in the studio listening to me pontificate. Don't forget about the two most beautiful women on radio, Belly of the Beast, my girl Babette and Raquel, black and beautiful. Belly of the Beast. Uh, Pistol Pete, thank you so much, man. You know, I always appreciate when you come in. Uh, I wish it could be you and George who permanently are in here, but I know that's not how the how, how it operates. Um, Villan. Hey, man. Um, thanks, thanks for having me all yeah. the time, man. I mean, you're... 
Your graciousness yeah. is knows no bounds. Yeah, you know, uh, I think we should start doing a troublemaker of the month or troublemaker of the week. Look throughout the news to see who's making trouble, and uh, and do like uh, what's his name? Who? Um, Charlemagne. Oh, yeah, wanna, donkey. Ooh. But oh. but do it in a you, good you, sense. You know that's one of my idols. Yeah, I do it. See you in two weeks. John was right.